Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the number one fantasy football podcast in East Central Indiana. How are you doing today, Paul? Paulie Sleepers fans, unite. I'm great, Juice. How are you, man? We, we crushed it this week, uh, or this past week. This is week two of the NFL football season, getting ready to come upon us. Last week, we told you to stop what you were doing and pick up James Conner. Or is it it's James Conner, right? James Conner. James Conner. Uh, Sounds like the Terminator how name, did, how, right? did that, how did that go for everybody? I think everybody's happy with James Conner, man. Um, Lady on Bell who? Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize the name. Yeah, yeah. And Le'Veon Bell just wished Andrew Luck happy birthday on Instagram, and everybody's like, he's not on Instagram on his flip phone. But we're happy to see him there. Uh, James Conner smashed, man. I got so many messages in my DMs, Twitter, and uh, texts, and uh, a couple shout outs on Facebook. Um, Thirty one carries. He took 100% of the running back snaps. He played in 93% of the overall snaps. 31 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns, five catches for 57 yards. Just absolute smash. I mean, like way better than Bell's ever played against Cleveland, actually. And I, and like, I think that he, he, he ran angry, and it's fun to see that. It's yeah. fun to see somebody running like that. It was a, a rainy, shitty game, yeah. so that just lends itself to a running back. Like People were pissed at the uh, weathermen, too, because they were saying that the weather wasn't going to be su- too bad in uh Pittsburgh or whatever, it wasn't too great. Or was I was it on Twitter telling everybody like, you know, if they're getting what we got in Indy those previous twenty four oh, hours. Yeah. I mean, we got six inches of rain. It was wind gusts of forty miles an hour. But uh, I forget who posted. I was trying to figure out who said it today to give him credit. But um, but uh, James Conner won the uh, Nobel Prize. <laughs> All right. So t- today we've got news around the league. We got Alvin Kamara and uh, Tyreek Hill. We got some listener league, some uh, crazy stuff going on in the listener league. We're uh, going to dive deep into that. We've got some sponsors that I want to tell you guys about and people that we're getting ready to work with. John Marchbanks will be joining us in a little bit as well. And we've got some uh, breakdowns from the league or from the games from the previous week. So just to start off with, what's some of the news around the league, Polly? Well, um, it was going to be a little bit further down, but there is breaking news that Leonard Fournette will play. It just came across the SleeperBot app. If you guys love fantasy football like me, and I've got to be honest, there's probably not a lot of people out there that love it as much as I do. <laughs> I'm crazy about this shit. But um, get the SleeperBot app. I'm in it because I'm in a, a Twitter um, uh, not quite experts league, and they decided to do it on this SleeperBot app. And it's pretty cool. We did a draft that like there was two hours between picks, and they turned it off at night, and the draft took like three days. Yeah, that's so. We we talked about that pre. Uh, I think the pre pre draft show, and I still think that's insane. I'm I'm so it's glad really that, cool. I'm so glad they use that platform just because now that I'm on the Sleeperbot app, they have the quickest late breaking news. And it comes out really, I don't know who they're affiliated with, but who do you it, think their sources are? It, I mean, sometimes they'll, you know, a lot of times they'll list the source and it's, it's just stuff and it's literally coming out minutes before everybody else. But in this day and age, three minutes is a lot or five minutes or 10 minutes. And, uh, they only wrong one summer and they, um, they, um, retracted it instantly and said that was, you know, that was bad information. Yeah. Sorry. So I think that's something you probably have to deal with with breaking stuff that quickly is sometimes it's not going to be right. But literally, they were just not right that one time. But uh, anyway, Leonard Fournette's going to play this week. Um, if, uh, you know, I told people on Twitter to pick up TJ Yeldon. I, if you did, I still think you should hold on to him because Fournette has. 
foot issues. This is a hamstring. I'm kind of surprised that they're you know calling him going to play because hamstrings can limit these guys. And to be honest with you, uh, T.J. Yeldon didn't look terrible either. No, I mean, he looked he can great. Catch passes. He's yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he looked great. He's a he's definitely a more than serviceable back. But he's your poor um, man's uh, James Conner. Yeah. Jags uh, got the Pats at home this week. So, I mean, obviously that's going to be a high-flying game. So, you've got Leonard Fournette. Um, other news, Aaron Rodgers is better on one leg than your quarterback is on two. <laughs> that dude's a fucking machine. It's crazy. He's we, insane, we thought man. he was out for the game. I I, I, uh, I had actually stopped watching the game went to bed. Oh, I did. Absolutely. I was it was, I was a, like, long, whatever, it was a long day. I was tired. It was 20 to nothing. And you saw him on the cart. Yeah. And... I woke up to go to the bathroom because I'm an old man and uh, <laughs> and like he's leading this comeback. I mean, I ended up watching the end of the game because he's just lighting up all his wide receivers uh, and and doing great and not putting any pressure on that leg and right. literally playing on one leg. So um, he, you know, he's having some extra strength and conditioning this week. Um, obviously, you he know, like it, sat out of practice Wednesday, right? Yeah, I, I read that today. Yeah, and then they said today that he's got some you know special you know um, treatment going on and uh, but he 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 said I'm playing yeah so that's um, the thing do you do you worry about him at, at all do you just no. start him or di- regardless yeah no no you, you don't worry about him after what we saw last week you yeah you just might as well yeah you don't you don't because I'm, I'm choosing between him and matt stafford coming up in uh, a different league not the listener league and uh i actually flirted with the idea of matt stafford but is that, yeah. a, that a poor choice Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, the Lions are traveling all the way to San Francisco. They'll yeah. probably have a bounce-back game. Stafford hasn't thrown four picks since 2013, so that's not going to happen again. But, um, I mean, to be honest, Juice, I mean, if you've got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you don't you, need you a backup. Always, yeah, you just drop him. Yeah, drop yeah. Stafford. Put, put, a, put a position player in there. Like I told, um, you know, one of the people that had questions last week was, right. you know, which defense do I play? And I was like, well, first of all, don't have two defenses. Exactly. Um, so, and if you have Aaron Rodgers, or Russell Wilson or uh, somebody like that, Cam Newton, um, you, you don't need to carry a backup. You can, you know, two weeks before the uh, for the bye week, you can start looking at, don't wait till the week before. Right. Look at the matchups and, uh, you know, we'll, we can dive into it and see, you know, yeah. who has the best matchup. That's what what do you think? What do you think about um, <clears throat> the, or I want to ask you what prompted the tweet that you uh, were 100% on your calls for the week? Um, and, and that it is better than it's better than sex. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of those lately. Like sex is great, but have yeah. you ever? And I, I saw one that was sex is great, but have you ever won your fantasy football league? <laughs> yeah. And it made me think of that. So, buddy, John is here. John has arrived. Uh, the uh, preeminent uh, Raiders fan. Um, Bad week for you guys this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it just prompted me that. And just also, I was happy that, you know, uh, all the questions that were asked of me, I made the right call. Right. Um, the, the Baltimore defense crushed like it was supposed yeah. to. And the Rams D was good, too, obviously, you know. Um, and they're a great play, but the Baltimore D did better. And um, Yeah, I want to say that uh, one of the guys that is uh, part of the Pointless Discussions podcast uh, personally texted me and said, Thank you for the uh, James Conner news because I went and picked him up and it actually helped me win my matchup this week. So. Nice. Was that Paul? Yeah, Paul Schroyer. Yeah, yeah, he reached out to me too. He was like, hey, thanks. It's pretty Paul. pretty good call, man. Seriously. I mean, um, I guess it's like, it's one of those things that you kind of saw it coming because, right. you know, I mean, yeah, to Lev be Bell's honest, not there, there were... but I did not picture the 
the what like over a couple hundred yards and two touchdowns right i mean to be honest there were a lot of analysts that were saying go pick him up right i i don't know that i saw anybody that you know was not hedging at all and saying you know put him in there start him he's strong i mean especially after after the weather and all that but um he played a pretty strong weather game at penn or at pittsburgh last year um, and again, he's a Pittsburgh boy, but went to Pittsburgh high right. school and went to university of Pittsburgh, but he uh, played a good sloppy game last year, mm-hmm. which should, you know, let everybody know that he's going to be okay in the slop, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a great call. Um, getting back to no, uh, news, um, Josh Allen is going to start this week for the bills. Um, that's exciting for them. <laughs> we talked about Peterman last <laughs> week. Um, we talked about how, you know, they were probably going to let the rookie um, sit out these first four brutal weeks. But that's not happening. Um, but yeah. So so just real quick, I want to introduce you guys. Uh, John Marchbanks is joining us. He was in the live podcast last year when we uh, did the uh, Colts um tailgate and we did a podcast there and talked to hannah and talked some football but also uh talked to Polly there as well so and he called in on one of he ours called in too, on, yeah. on one of the uh the ones last year so how are you doing today man i'm good uh it's good to be back here and on, <laughs> on the podcast again Thanks i'm, for I'm excited me. to actually have you in the studio because i don't think we've ever had you actually in the studio for a podcast nope so just, just real quick pull that up just a skosh so that it's right there you go perfect just a and, it, and, it's, and it sounds perfect Cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, man. We're going to get into some Khalil Mack and the Raiders in a little bit as well. So everybody tune in for that because it's awesome. Yeah, we definitely have time for Raiders talk. <laughs> um, so, you know, the the Chargers D is going to be a great, great call. Um, you know, the rookie quarterback situation. Uh, we'll see what Josh Allen does. Um, you know, I, I was um, grading these quarterbacks and, and stuff before um, draft. And uh, actually, Josh Allen was my number one graded quarterback uh, going into the draft. And then after he got drafted by the Bills, I was like, well, maybe we'll never know (laughs) if he's that good or not. But um, I think he'll be better than Peterman. But still, you know, rookie struggles. I mean, he'll he'll throw a couple picks. Bills game was a was a mess. There's nothing to talk about on that team until we see how he distributes his targets and if he can be serviceable and, and read a defense and go through more than one progression and things like that. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if Joey Bosa is going to play next week. He was out last week. If Bosa is in the game, Oh God, right. that guy can really struggle. Um, Olson, uh, Greg Olson is, um, he was reportedly going to miss significant time. Now he says that he's going to, um, sit out for a couple weeks and rest his foot and play the rest of the season. So I don't know, man, he's a big dude foot issues. I mean, God, I dropped a thing of shampoo on my foot and I was out for, uh, I'm worried about Greg Olson. (laughs) Like Greg Olson's the kind of guy that every time I feel like he's on a team that I've drafted, he doesn't play. Yeah, and he, he's you know he's injury history guy. I mean he's a he's a he's a badass. But um, while he's out, you know um, people that drafted Devin Funchess uh, are going to be happy. He actually looked really good, and I've been shit talked my whole life for being a fan of that guy because they're like, oh, he's slow, he can't catch. Yeah, and he well, looked he looked good last week. He's good, and he's the only big target out there now. And he averages seven targets when uh, Greg Olson is in the game, and he averages ten when he's out. So uh, Funches is a great guy to fire up here while Greg is sitting, and I think he'll miss more than a couple weeks. Right. This is him saying he'll be back in a couple weeks. He's gonna have to get cleared by doctors. Um, tight end woes this week. I mean, you know. There was hardly any production from the tight end position, and you lost Greg Olson and, and Delaney Walker is now out for the season, and a lot of people 
were drafting him high, and I had him. Delaney pretty, Walker was drafted high in a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I had him pretty highly ranked because if you look, he always is finishes in the five to seven range, and usually goes as the tenth overall. So I think this year he got drafted where he should have been, and now he's out. So that's really really tough. I mean, any gonna, any replacements out there that you guys think? Well, we're gonna go over okay. you know tight end replacements as the show goes. Uh, after we finish with notes, we'll dive into everything. But um, there, I've got some ideas, but it's gonna be a tough year for tight end, just like it was last year. You had. Uh, Gronk did Gronk feast or famine. You had uh, Jordan Reed did well, and I, I was really high on him this year, and he'll be fine while he's uh, healthy. And when he gets hurt, just pick up Vernon Davis. Yep. You had um, Eric Ebron, who was like the third tight end this week, and then it, there was those were the only tight ends that finished with more than eight fantasy points and half point PPRs. Oh wow! Besides Jared Cook, from uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and he had he had a kind of a good game. Yeah, nine for one eighty. Yeah, nine for one eighty. Yeah, just yeah. an okay game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, what about? Uh, I know we may get into this later, and you might have it in your notes already. But what about the, like we already talked about the rookie Josh Allen? What about rookie uh, Sam Darnold? First play of the game throws a pick six, but yeah. then turns around and like plays lights out for I feel like the rest of the game. So. What do you guys think about that? Because I didn't actually get to watch a game. He got that that bad play out of the way early. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to make rookie mistakes. That's going to yeah. happen. But he played really well the rest of that game, and his defense really helped him out, intercepting Matt Stafford three times. Yeah, you know, and I did not expect a that four. at all. Four times, yeah. Did not expect that at all. I he expected the Jets just to be the Jets and suck like they usually do, and then they put up what a 50, 50 points or something like that. Something like that. He looked good, and and it reminded me of Kareem Hunt fumbling his first carry last year and then just going ham. <laughs> you know, it was kind of just that you know shake that rust off, shake that rookie stuff off. Um, the they've got two serviceable, more than serviceable workhorse running backs in Isaiah Crowell and uh, and Bilal Powell. Quincy and Noonwala great. He had forty seven percent of the. Tar- targets which is insane uh robbie anderson had did his thing and had a big play and uh that defense looks great i mean the there's a lot coming out this week that that defense knew what they were gonna do and i i think that they uh they didn't put a very good game plan together and, and shame on Detroit for knowing that they were going to go up against the rookie and have weeks and weeks and weeks to plan for this first game and this completely stink. I mean, well, I heard uh, I heard somebody talking about um, on another podcast that they they knew what they were going to do because of the offense that Jim Bob Cooter runs. Like they didn't change up like any of their signals or anything. So like right. basically every play that they came to the line with, they knew what was going to happen. There were players that said they knew what the first yeah. read was. So that's why there were picks. Yeah. Um, Getting back to uh, figure it out, Cooter. Come on, <laughs> we just love saying Jim Bob Cooter. I, <laughs> I texted to the to the uh, Russian roulette guys that like I count Jim Bob Cooters when I can't sleep. <laughs> um, the Titans are in a downward spiral. Uh, Deion Lewis is the only player to really have there, and I had him ranked again uh, ahead of uh, of uh, Henry. Um, it's it's just Mariota had a shoulder injury and and he can't. He, couldn't feel some Wasn't of his there fingers. something with his like hand? He yeah. was like flexing his he hand. He didn't have feeling in some of his fingers, so we'll see how that goes. But I mean, that team does not look good. Marquise Goodwin um, had a huge uh, collision with a Vikings player, and he's got a quad. Um, Kittle is the only team to really have on, on the only guy to have on this team. Um, 
Kittle is amazing. Uh, just to go over, you know, some of what you know stands out for him. He's six four two fifty. He ran a four five two forty, which is ninety percent speed score. <laughs> He's ninety percent plus in all other measurables for catch radius and spark score and all the player profiler stuff. He runs the whole route tree. He was running wheel routes and and slants and all that. So I mean, I think Kittle's going to be a bright spot in a team that really. Uh, hurt having Jarek McKinnon go down so early. Neither one of those running backs really fit that system, in my yeah. opinion. Um, what do you think, John? Do you think Matt Breda or, or Alfred Morris could shine in that system? Uh, I don't really see either one of them as viable fantasy options, honestly. Um, I mean, they're going to be re- relying on people who are going to be non-existent in other offenses already. So, I mean, just trying to make it work there is it's going to be really hard for San Francisco to get anything going. I mean, Jimmy G is going to have to play lights out and make plays for them to, you know, be a viable team in the league. Really? I I completely agree. And it's a 50, 50 split. I mean, I thought that Alfred Morris would, I started Alfred Morris in a league and that was a very poor choice. (coughs) I thought he could, you know, shine, you know, (laughs) he knows that system. Um, and he's, you know, um, but it's right now that team's not looking too good because I picked up um, Alfred Morris to cover for McKinnon and then let somebody else pick up James Conner. So that was really um, fucking dumb. Almost done with injuries. Doug Baldwin has a grade two MCL tear to miss three to six weeks. That's huge. Um, after you know he got hurt late in uh, in camp before the season, there was uncertainty whether he would play. Then he came out and said that he would be eighty five percent max all season. He would be nursing this injury. I told everybody to pick up Tyler Lockett because they went around and signed him to a huge extension. So he's obviously a big part of what they're going to do. And they might not have a lot of Doug Baldwin this year. So pick up Tyler Lockett if he's out out there um josh listened to me and drafted him in both of his leagues and he's pretty happy about it um because he's got russell in one of them that's right. a great combo um keanu neal and Dion jones are both out for the season for atlanta so you can really target uh, uh guys going against their defense this week it's carolina um Deion jones is a funnel linebacker you know they funnel things to him and he makes the tackle now he's not there to make the tackle <laughs> Poor Keanu Neal coming off of ACL injury, first game off of ACL injury that from last year, and he just tore his other ACL. Jesus Christ. He's got um, some uh, really cheap built knees over there. <laughs> They're key players in that defense, so you know you can target uh, you know Devin Funchess and Christian McCaffrey, and those guys this week are going to do great. And just moving forward, Atlanta's going to um, have trouble. Hopefully Matt Ryan can get his head out of his ass, and and, and that would make good for fantasy. Yeah. Bad defenses are good for fantasy. That's why the, you know Drew Brees <laughs> was always so good. Um, Joe Hayes. Hayden has a hamstring uh, issue, so the KC receivers uh, could uh, benefit from that, and that game is going to shoot out. KC yeah. at Pittsburgh, that's going to shoot out. Oh, yeah, and then Tyreek Hill just looked like a machine. I mean, when I was watching him, like, typically the Red Zone channel shows you just, you know, the Red Zone scoring plays, but there was, like, a time where they highlighted the Chiefs game, and, like, I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill had, like, three catches in a row. One where he was, like, jumping, like, he, like, you you can tell when a guy like that elevates because of how short he is because like he's right. super short and he's up, like right. and he's up there and he like snatches one away from like one of the safeties or the corner or something like that and I was like god damn I didn't know he was that fucking good like I like you know I didn't get to see a lot of KC games or see him play and he's just a monster for how little he is he's obviously a big part of what they want to do and and the deep dive that we're getting ready to do John is is about how Tyree Killing and Alvin Kamara are just breaking the modern 
sustainability models, the modern efficiency models. There were last year on DraftKings, we played Kamara every week, started off playing him when he was 4,500 bucks, kept playing him 5,500, 6,500. Oh, he's too much. He won't keep doing it. You know, same thing with Tyreek Hill. Guy said, don't draft him in the top 10. Don't draft Kamara in the top 10. This isn't sustainable. And believe it or not, some of the guys are going to die on that cross. They're still saying that this is not (laughs) sustainable. What do you feel about these two players and my feeling that that this 0.01% of the 1% of the best players in the world, you can't put them in the normal models. What do you think, John? Uh, I mean, I had Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team last year, and he took me all the way to the playoffs. Um, he is just so versatile in that in that offense. He can play any position. He can play halfback. He can play in the slot. He can split out wide. So he can be on the field all the time. Even But if he doesn't get, get the volume, though. <laughs> yeah. He needs more yeah. volume, John, doesn't he? Uh, he doesn't, really. He's very <laughs> efficient <laughs> with every That was the voice the of public opinion, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Well, and, like, I mean, just the fact that he was able to score, just, like, I mean, so, like, he was in every part of the offense this week. Like, I mean, the passing, right. the running. Like, I mean, he, he actually had, I feel like, less rushing yards than he did like receiving yards. Huge. He only had 29 rushing yards. So, but he still like scored like 49 fantasy football points or something like that. Tyreek Hill just tied for Gale Sayers and Devin Hester for the most all purpose 50 plus yard touchdowns in the first 35 games ever. Those other two, they tried to make them wide receivers and sometimes it worked to a little effect, but not so much. So you've got a guy that's as versatile and explosive as both of those guys and can definitely play wide receiver. Um, the NFL average TD rate for a wide receiver is 5.25. Tyreek Hills is double that. At so what's, 10, what's the rate 5.25? Well, he's, of what? he's he's getting a touchdown one out of every t- ten times he touches the ball. Okay, Jesus. And the NFL average is one out of every twenty. And his in his model, his his uh, sample size is getting much longer, uh, much larger, um, because he had three the other day and nine touches. Yeah. So um, these stats are actually before that. Like, mm-hmm. it just went up. Um, so, you know, Tyreek Hill is just amazing. Here's another really, really, really cool stat that I saw. Including preseason this year, Tyreek Hill has caught 21 of 24 targets for 87.5% catch rate, which Jesus. is also amazing for 351 yards 14.6 yards per target which is amazing the rest of the team during that span is 20 for 39 51.3 percent 239 yards 6.1 yards per target so he's better than the team by himself Yes. He's putting the team on his back, though. You can't game plan to stop him. You don't have anybody well, fast enough to cover him. This is going to be hilarious. You can't double team him. I thought Tyreek Hill was a wide receiver. Like, when, like watching him play, I thought he was a wide receiver. Right. He, is a, he is a wide receiver. Okay. He's not a running back, though? I thought you were talking about he him. Can like he can be if he wants back. to be. Because okay. one of his touchdowns was an end around and he okay. scored. <laughs> but no. Ball, he, yeah. he's, the way uh, you were talking about him, and like I, I thought you said Gail Sayers, because I thought Gail Sayers was a running back as he well, was, wasn't he? He, he was. But he did a lot. He did a lot, a lot of, of punt returns and kick oh, returns okay, like okay, Tyreek okay. Hill did. And so Man, did Devin Esther. You twits, twitzled, pretzled my brain there for a second, but that's okay. We're well, good. when someone gets their brain 
pretzled. It's twizzled. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's so, Tyree so, Hill. So Kamara <laughs> and Hill are breaking the mold pretty much for fantasy players. You're happy if you have them right now. Yeah, Kamara. But one, you're not going to get them unless you have a yeah, really good trade. You're going to have to. It's going to be hard to get somebody to come off these guys. I mean, I decline every trade that I get for uh, Kamara's. I don't even really look at it. He had 1.55 fantasy points per touch last year. He had an NFL best ever, ever 7.7 yards per touch last year. On Sunday, he had 2.47 yards per fantasy touch or fantasy points per touch and 8.3 yards per touch total. So again, both of these guys, you know, looking into these stats on Sunday, they just got better by awful lot. Breeze's first ever completion was to Darren Sproles. Uh, Sean Payton has always wanted a player like this in his offense. Kamara is a more durable because he didn't miss with a concussion last right. year. He missed the rest of that game, but he didn't miss that next game, which is very unusual. Especially he's, the concussion protocol. He's yeah. more elusive. He's more agile. He's more athletic than Sproles and Bush. This is the the prize at the end of the Cracker Jack box that, that Sean Payton has always wanted and those other players were good for his offense but Kamara is special so he's not going anywhere he's a nightmare for linebackers to cover there was this play that they were showing last week where it was just a quick out route and the ball came out of Breeze's hands so fast the poor guy trying to cover him saw what was happening and was backpedaling and took like three steps to reverse his motion. And by then, Kamara had 10 yards of separation. Right. He only needed five yards for the first down, and the play was designed to get the first down, and he had two defenders coming at them. He somehow split right in the middle of them, and he ended up getting like 15 yards. Um, I mean, I talk about Kamara a lot. I drafted him in the 13th round of my League of Record Keeper League last year. Kept him this year. Um, if you go back to my YouTube videos, after week one last year, I told everybody, pick up this guy, play him in DraftKings. He's the best fit on this offense. He's the guy that Sean Payton has always wanted. So, yeah, I hang my hat on him, but yeah. I didn't just hop on the bandwagon yesterday. I mean, I've been, I, I love that man. What about Ingram coming back later in the year? I mean, I know that Ingram was there last year and he didn't, I don't think he really slowed him down at all. I think it made it even better. No, he's got his own role in the offense. I mean, what do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, Alvin Kamara can line up in, in the slot. He can line up out wide. So, I mean, whatever happens... It's just it's adding just gonna, a weapon. Yeah, another another reason for him to be open because there's one more person for the defense to have to cover. Um, yeah, the only down downside of uh, Kamara last year that I had was that playoff game that he went out injured. It cost me <laughs> my, my fantasy playoffs. He, oh, no. I rode him all the way there and, and then he's, he he's going to hold a grudge against three him. points he's going to hold a grudge against him <laughs> yeah. so so talking about uh keeping hill and kamara and they're not going anywhere the listener league has been r- rife with crazy trades so i want to know what your guys' thoughts are on the uh, so basically john just to give you a little bit of background we have a, a gentleman that uh started the league <clears throat> he drafted back-to-back cleveland browns players javar uh jarvis landry and uh I can't think of his name right now. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Because he was on auto, he was at work and he he was on auto, auto draft, draft. Mm. and he was still but he was still jumping in and out of the draft so we didn't know for sure. But anyways, Wilson is his name and uh, he just traded Le'Veon Bell away for who was it? He traded uh, Bell and Sterling Shepard for Lashawn McCoy and Jamal Williams. Yes. 
So, <laughs> so first of all, he offered the, what did he get out of Josh Gordon? And- uh, Keelan Cole, who he dropped this week for Quincy and Yunwa. So he, <laughs> he basically traded Josh Gordon for Quincy and Yunwa. Did he win this week? No, he got smoked, man. He got smoked. He got smoked. We we could have played, like you and I could have played half of our team. I, I love you, Wilson, man, but I hope that there's a grander plan behind it. And I hope that... Uh, I mean, the Josh, the Josh Gordon trade was absolutely horrible, and I told him that. But this week, he traded a player that's not playing exactly. for two starting running Exactly. Games. So Jeff called me right before I got here, and he was like, yeah, but Jamal Williams is going to be a non-issue when Aaron jo- Jones comes back. Not necessarily, right. and this is why. Now, I like Aaron Jones better as a running back, and I did draft him in a couple leagues. I have I him stashed away. I've got him stashed. He averaged almost two yards more per carry last year than Jamal Williams, so I, I assumed that he would get more of a chance. But now that Rodgers is severely hobbled, the dude can't pass block and Jamal Williams can yeah. so he's going to see plenty of time oh, yeah. I don't think that was all in Russ and Wilson's head when he made the maybe trade. it was though but he got two maybe starting running backs for a guy that might not play till week maybe 10 maybe he is the sleeper the other side of this is, is in the, the poly sleepers literally <laughs> the team that got him has James Connor and Bell so he's set right there he's yeah. got Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey Mike Evans Drew Brees he's going to have a force of a team down the road yeah I'm just hoping for some uh, terrible stuff to happen to those players. <laughs> yeah, nobody. <laughs> Wilson, man, they they don't talk too nice about you, man. I, you know, I try to back you up sometimes, and and uh, he's so happy to be in the league, yeah. though, man. And, he, and and we love having him. He DMs me all the time, and he's like, he's like, I know what I'm doing, and like, yeah. I'm like, all right, man. You know, like it's week one. I mean, nobody can yeah, exactly. call it right now, but um, you know, he's just happy to be in the league, and we're happy to have him. Um, so the other thing to talk about it is is your and I's just blow up last week. So Juice and I won our games in the listener league. It's by, not like we set this up or anything. By quite a lot. <laughs> so to put it into perspective, um, Jeff's league, the my league of record that you know some of these guys are also in, his scoring is turned up from our scoring. Like and there's bonuses for certain. There's things. more like there's bonuses in ours, but very little. Yeah. And like we turn scoring down for defense and stuff like that. In his league last week and this week all the projections were like 15 to 20 points more than in in the in the juice in the morning league but you and i scored 25 more points than anybody in that league last week i mean you and i went ham you know you have kamara and i have hill yep so (laughs) that worked out well there you go so what yeah 175 for me and then 187 for you so (laughs) jesus christ i didn't see the 187 well i think i also have michael thomas as well michael thomas and his 17 targets and 16 catches too so Holy cow. You're um, going to have a team to beat as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's awesome. And then it, I had that in that league. And then I did well in a uh, another league. I lost in my family league. But, you know, all those leagues, I scored over 100 points. And I've come to the realization that my best teams, as long as I score over 100 points every game, I'm going to at least make the playoffs and have a right. chance at it. Right. So you were two of three and I was four of six yeah. last week. So it's a pretty good win percentage. I, feel I like. had Matt Stafford going in the league of record and needed him to score and I mean, as they went down, I kept thinking, oh, he'll be fine because he's going to get some junk time. He didn't even get the garbage stuff. Yeah. Like, he looked really bad. Yeah. Cool um, Worst game of his life, possibly. <laughs> he hasn't thrown four picks since 2013. I mean, do you think he'll bounce back, John? He's got, he plays, they play at 
the 49ers this week. I mean, I don't know how he could perform any worse than what he did last <laughs> week. So, I mean, the only way he can go is up from here. <laughs> so, I mean. Will he bounce back or will it be a dead cat bounce? <laughs> That's like a stockbroker and, and cryptocurrency term, the dead cat bounce. I have not heard that, but it does sound, I mean, the, the visual imagery alone is worth it. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the Raiders here in a minute. Do you want to talk about, since we're uh, almost done with the Listener League, do you want to talk about sponsors, Juice? Yeah, so basically, I've, I've been reaching out to people. Um, Yeros, once again, we had an argument on how to pronounce this. Is it Yeros, Gyros, whatever you want to say, but I'm calling it Yeros, and it's Yeros Food and Art Studios. It's in uh, Nashville, Indiana. So Nashville is a really cool place. It's kind of like, oh, totally. uh, kind of like Bloom, or not Bloomington. Um, Fuck, what's the place down there? Anyways, most of the guys... Well, you got Brown County and Story. Brown County, Story, that's right. Indiana's it's close really to there, cool. too. And they have a lot of craft beer um, bars and like uh, craft breweries down there. So he gave us a free dinner for two um, gift card to add to the Listener League for the winner of the Listener League. And then as well as uh, I have talked to Sarah Paget from Greenfield, Indiana. She has a salon going in, and I know some of the people in the Listener League could use a good haircut. So mm-hmm. I think she's going to provide a free haircut potentially so I want people to check out Euro's Food and Art Studios and also Sarah Paget. look her up in Greenfield, Indiana I want to say it's 46140 Studios maybe but let me look it up real quick so you keep going for a second and, and you posted something on Facebook and there was a lot of chatter and a lot of people oh, yeah. tagging other people and people were like hey how about this how about this I think there was a, one guy that said well what I do I don't know like logistically what I can give but yeah, I, he and I, I are, want to help yeah. so I think we're going to get more and uh, our plan going in was that there was going to be prizes and we had no prizes we right. just knew that we had all season to uh, to get it to get it going so whoever wins the league is going to be happy and I'm donating all my winnings this year to the Center uh, for um, Exploited and Missing Children. So uh, I posted that on Twitter and, F- Twitter and Facebook as well. If you are Facebook friends with me, you know this has been something I've been passionate about for a long time. Um, the kids don't have a voice, man. You know, kids are, you know get taken, they get they get hurt, they get abused, and um, so everything I win th- this year and last year, I won one league. I got second place in one league, and I won uh, probably almost two grand on DraftKings. So hopefully, I do that well this year, and uh, I've already said and my brother was really nice i put something on facebook and my brother eric already hopped in there and, and donated 100 bucks i'm hoping other people will donate you know more too but um, it is it's salon 46140 i'm sorry i had to interrupt i just no that's okay i was, I was, I was gonna feel really bad if i didn't get her studio correct if she's gonna be doing some advertising with us so the salon 46140 going in greenfield and euros food in our studios sorry and then that's an awesome really big thing that i did not know that you were doing i know that you've posted on Twitter. I don't have a lot of time to follow on, along on Twitter. Like I miss a lot of stuff because you are very active on there. But that's something that's very impressive. You must miss it on Facebook too because uh, I share it all the time yeah, on I, Facebook. Dude, Facebook has been designed to keep me away from the stuff that I actually want to see. But anyways. That's true. And I, I don't spend that much time on there as, as much as I've just been like tweeting like crazy lately. But uh, but to be able to do that, that's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. I just decided this year I was just going to, you know, fantasy football has been good to me and it's something I really love. And hopefully I do as well this year or, or better than I have in the past. And I can uh, donate some money to that uh, worthy cause. Right on. So, John, <clears throat> Khalil Mack, what does it feel like to lose that guy to the Browns? It feels like... Uh 
Well, not to the Browns or Bears. Sorry, yeah, to right. the Bears. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, it feels like my girlfriend broke up with me. It's <laughs> really depressing. I've been hiding in the dark for a few days. John is a giant Raiders fan. I've given him shit for it since the day I knew him or the day I met him. Um, so it's one of those things that uh, I you've had some high hopes since we've been friends, and uh, Raiders have uh, let you down a couple of times. For, that, so. for, for us, that would be equivalent to us trading Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. You know that like he's like one of the best players in the league. I can't believe they could. They said they they never even talked to him. I mean, it sounds to me like there wasn't even an effort put forth. Um, I heard a lot of talk that the you know the team and him had gone months without talking. I don't know what the hell the whole problem was there. I don't know if you guys are ever going to get any reasoning behind them not paying him. But you pay a guy like that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's young, that's what right? Should have happened. He's yeah. young, he's, right? He's twenty seven. So he's not thirty four years old. Old. I mean, you know, when when a guy like that doesn't get paid, fans still get mad. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I can't believe what the Raiders nation, like, I saw a stat, all right? So the other day he had a sack, an interception, a forced fumble return, a forced fumble recovery, and he scored. And he's the only defensive player to have done that since the last time he did it in 2016. <laughs> Against the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. Yep. So yeah, fuck that guy, trade him away. <laughs> Let him go. No, um, so a little bit of the story behind that is um, Khalil Mack's agent put out an offer um, near the draft and the Raiders didn't like the offer and they didn't counter offer. They were just going to wait it out. And then, um, you know, they just kept waiting it out, waiting for another offer to come up and they weren't getting anywhere. Basically, John Gruden didn't feel like he could commit that much of the cap to two players, basically, because it would be, you know, 50% of the cap almost committed to Derek Carr and Khalil Mack to where um, they have another 20% committed to their offensive line that leaves 30% of their cap space for for everybody know, else yeah they uh, pay Derek Carr too much money in my opinion I mean geez you shouldn't have been in that position he got to that contract negotiation point at the perfect spot in his career right after he had that MVP caliber season in 2016 mm-hmm. so um I mean that's a good point the numbers looked good for you know Reggie McKenzie and the in the um general management staff you know for them to pay him that much but um once John Gruden came in I don't don't think he was okay with paying anybody that much money and then you know the Bears came across and they offered him you know record-setting deal 90 million guaranteed 141 you can't turn that down either as a player no no (laughs) no 141 million overall like there's nothing that was going to keep Cleo Mack at that point. Right. Uh, there's nothing that we could do or anything that the Raiders could do to keep him. And, you know, how do you feel about the Raiders outlook for the rest of the season? You know, their defensive line did not perform on Monday. Um, there's a, a stat that I saw on Twitter from uh, Austin Gale. He's um, involved in pro football focus. He does a lot of good stats out there. They had five total pressures on Jared Goff oh, God. on Monday night. And, um, Cleo Mack had six total pressures by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that was really disappointing. And then another stat that I saw is the Raiders have not had that low number of pressures since they drafted Cleo Mack. Okay. And, you know, as soon as he's gone, they only get five right. pressures. So I, I, I hear some things. I see some things. I've heard some things. I heard things. And, and Gruden just 
doesn't inspire confidence. Uh, he's had some stuff, some little blurbs that he said. You know, uh, uh, Cooper was open deep. He was open on the scene. We just didn't get it to him. He also had a really interesting thing he said this week. Uh, he said it's going to be harder than you think to get him on track. What does that mean? Like, like his wide receivers usually targeted about 30% of the time, you know, historically on his teams. And Amari Cooper was supposed to be that guy. And for him after week one to say, it's going to be harder than you think to get him back on track. What is he talking about? The guy's not hurt. What's he off track on? You know, I think he's more referring to Derek Carr um, on getting Amari Cooper on track because, you know, there were a few plays where Amari Cooper was open and Derek Carr, you know, checked it down. Okay, uh, so reading between the tea leaves, when he says we just didn't get it there, I mean, he's saying, like, Carr needs to play better. Yeah, basically, yeah. And Carr did throw a dud last Monday night, so... Um, I mean, you know, they went up a good. Grint's a great defense. The, a great defense. The thing that blew me away was when Marshawn Lynch carried oh, yeah. the entire team half into the end zone. <laughs> like that should count. When you carry eight guys into the end zone you five yards, you should, for get every 40, guy. you should get forty points for that. <laughs> right. For every guy that you carry in, you get five points. Even the ref was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> touchdown! Like it was amazing. And then obviously um, Jared Cook. Jared Cook now has the best tight end game for three different NFL franchises. And he's one of those guys that I just did not ever like impress. Like I'm not like, Oh yes, I need to draft that guy or I need to have him on my fantasy team. Well, to me, if they can't get Cooper on track, he's going to be a big part. They have huge, uh, plus matchups for the tight end coming up. And the Rams are a great matchup for tight ends. They kind of sell out the middle mm. of the field because they they uh, bolstered their defensive line. They've got great cornerbacks. They don't have the linebackers. So, like, if your tight end is playing or if you're playing DraftKings and you see somebody playing against the Rams this week, it's Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, that's going to be a great play. But, I mean, also he plays the Browns this week, which is also horrible. I think 31st DVOA against the tight ends. And then uh, coming up, up, the Colts, I've got it down here. Uh, like four out of his next six matchups are plus matchups for tight ends. So I think that might be, from a fantasy perspective, a huge bright spot. I told everybody to go pick him up. This is a huge week for needing tight ends. And I said that that was the number one pickup this week. Again, that's kind of like the James Conner call. Like, that's like not Paulie's sleepers, like right. going against the grain or anything. Like, a right. lot of people said that. But also, a lot of people are saying, yeah, but Jared Cook always does this at the beginning of the year and then he falls b- apart. And the reason why I don't think that's going to happen this year is because of his schedule coming up is so sweet for that position. Well, the other thing is John Gruden does like to feature the tight end a lot in his offenses. So, yeah. um, you know, Jared Cook should help also get Amari Cooper back on track and get him open a little bit. That matchup with the Rams was really hard. Um, Amari Cooper's never really done that great lineup against Marcus Peters. Yeah. Um, last year, he had that blowout game against Kansas City where he went for 200 yards, but they lined him up in the slot a lot. He didn't go one-on-one with Marcus Peters very much. It was a lot of Michael Crabtree on Marcus Peters, so this week, they I think they had Marcus Peters either shadowing him or, um, you know, a keep to leave over top of him, so like, he didn't, he didn't get a lot of the looks that you would expect him to get, um, but he did have those those opportunities that you know Derek Carr ended up checking down on. Um, that's one of the things that kind of is frustrating about Derek Carr. Ever since he got his leg broken and his back broken, <laughs> he's really skittish in the pocket. He's the he, check down he, king. What did like, uh, Jalen Richard had? What like eleven targets and nine catches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know he 
he has games where he feels comfortable in the pocket, but um, after he got that one, after the Rams got that one sack, you could see the skittishness start to come out of him because you know he's worried about getting injured. He's had a couple of gruesome injuries right. in the league, which I mean it makes sense. But you know, uh, I think John Gruden's going to force him, you know, to stick around in the pocket a little bit longer, and like he's got to he's got to look for those deep targets on Amari Cooper. Cause For, former former Raiders, you guys brought up Michael Crabtree. How do you feel about him this year? Because he did get in the end zone this week. Yeah, he's the number one there, and um, Flacco's going to ball out. Flacco is the number eight. Uh, fantasy quarterback dating back like five games into last year. He's quietly balling out right now. Mm-hmm. I think he sees you know that the the kids coming up, Lamar Jackson. So now he knows that he's got to play. Um, he's got a whole new like they just wiped the slate clean. They're the all their wide receivers left, and they've got John Brown and Willie Sneed, um, who also had a big game. Yeah, John John Brown also scored. They all scored. At, all three of them scored and all three of their running backs scored. It was amazing. Um, but that, I mean, granted that was against the bills and people were like, Oh yeah, well that was yeah. against the bills. But I'm like, yeah, but if you look Flacco balled out towards the end of last year, and I've always told people in fantasy, like, and, and I did not tell people to draft Joe Flacco. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I've always told people like, look for people that were strong at the end of the year, usually go into the beginning of the year, started good. And uh, I have some confidence. I've always liked Crabtree. He's got an excellent contested catch rate. He's a red zone monster. Um, he's already scored. I mean, look for him to, you know, floor. His floor is eight touchdowns, and, and he could easily hit double digits. I like him a lot. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask John about was Martavius Bryant maybe coming back to the squad. Yeah, he got signed today to a one-year deal, so he is back on the Raiders now. Um, he's still facing potential suspension, from what I hear. How uh, long of a suspension? It could be a one-year oh, suspension. Shit. So what's the what's – the, so you sign him for a year. Is that signing him, like – for playing time for a year or yeah I yeah mean, they don't have to pay him he's yeah. suspended okay it's, this is what joey bag of donuts said he was our he was our uh, uh guest, guest last, last week. week and and people were trying to figure this out on twitter like what happened like because i heard that he wasn't getting the playbook he wasn't even lining up in three wide receiver sets they let him go and now magically he's come back well joey's um theory is that they they know now that there's not going to be a suspension Oh, okay. They let him go for fear of the suspension, and now somebody's got an inside source. Signs are pointing to the fact that that suspension's not going to happen, and that's why they signed him. That'd but be so a that's big, big uh, addition to them, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be good news. Um, I mean, our third wide receiver, Seth Roberts, he's very inconsistent. He drops a lot of balls and stuff like that. He so. drops hella balls, and they <laughs> yeah. they love throwing to him. Mm-hmm. I can't believe like like he's a red zone target, but he doesn't catch the ball. I mean, if the one thing I say is like from a fantasy perspective, if if Marty B comes back and gets that playbook, that would definitely limit Jared Cook's value, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, I, it could limit his value. Uh, Jared Cook's going to be in on every single series though and I don't think Martavis Bryant's going to be in you know all the all the sets he's not going to be playing second wide receiver he's still going to be third on the depth chart behind Jordy Nelson behind Amari Cooper so um, I, th- I still point. think Jared Cook's going to get more targets than Martavis Bryant but um, you know Martavis Bryant's basically going to just be there to spread the field out and you know allow Amari Cooper to line up in the slot actually and um, he he's really productive outside like when he's lining up in the slot he's, so where was Jordy Nelson he had four catches for 55 yards, yeah. something like that. Maybe uh, five for 50, no no more than that. It, he didn't have a great game. Like I said, those cornerbacks for the Rams really were really good. good. I they, mean, they're shooting the good. Rams, like because you were mentioning them, and 
a lot of the times I'm not as a uh, big football buff as you guys, but if I can recognize like three of the uh, <laughs> defensive backs on somebody's team, then that means that they did something with their team. Well, uh, they picked up Marcus Peters from the Chiefs and Aqib Tlaib from the Broncos. And then who's the defensive lineman that they picked up? They picked up, up Oh, oh Jesus. To, to go, go with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. So they, they definitely bolstered that defense. So that's a solid defense. That oh, team yeah. like was lethal last year and led the NFL with like 33 points per game. And this year, uh, their scoring might be down a little bit, maybe, but their defense got way better. Like Jeez. That team's going to make some noise. I are are we done talking about the Raiders? No offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear uh, both of you guys because, you know, I'm one of those guys that gets very entertained by football. I love fantasy football, but I also don't really break down players or games like that. I just were more or less like if somebody scores, I'm like, fuck yeah, that guy's on my team or God damn it, that guy's on another team or I just sat on my bench and he played well, you know, that kind of thing. So I want to get some of your guys' game and player breakdowns from the past week. Well, we're going to go DraftKings first. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And uh, well, just because if I flip this page, I might forget. No, you're fine. I can't you're fine. not talk about DraftKings. Well, I so, thought I put down everything that you gave me for uh, talking points, but let's do the yeah, let's do the DraftKings. It's okay. So crazy week, crazy scoring week for week one. To put it into perspective, I mean, the two big lineups that I had for you, Juice, that were 208 and 224 points, were both better than any lineups we had last year. So, and we won money last year and our big hit was like 200 points. And that's the week that I won like 500 and Jeremy won like 1800 and Chad Snipes won like three or 400 bucks. I mean, we like Pauly sleepers crew just smashed that week. That was Julio's big week last year. Um, and, uh, we scored 200 points. You had two lineups that were better than that. And w- one of them was like, 12 bucks and one of them was like four bucks unfortunately i played too many lineups for you and and i didn't hit the right players and those couple lineups hit but then there were too many that didn't hit but what saved you was jackson's cash lineup right and he's getting some major props for that we've got to talk about jackson cash lineup really quick so he wants like three x in cash games and i was trying to because i don't play cash and i was asking him like what do you usually want to hit to cash in a tournament because I in a, in a cash tournament because in a GPP I want like 180 points yeah. to cash and he said you know 150 he scored 186 and he was worried that that we wouldn't cash only one of his players didn't hit 3x he had a great cash lineup he's already working on a really really good one this week um, he uses pro football focus really really well um, he's got a subscription to it the one thing that we look at every week is this wide receiver cornerback matchup who they're lining up against and how those players play um, their grade overall versus like the size advantage or disadvantage they have how they play out of the slot who plays out of the slot who covers them out of the slot and uh, last week he just smashed the players that had the best advantages um, combined with the best value this week just to talk a little bit about um, the best advantages and if you play DraftKings you're going to want these guys this week if you're playing in fantasy obviously these guys are going to do well with, with for you so guess what two players have the top two matchups this week Kamara and uh, Hill. Uh, Wide receivers. Uh, Julio Jones and Antonio Brown (laughs) have the two best matchups this week. They have a uh, plus 58% matchup. Um, Julio going against Carolina, who he torched for 300 yards two years ago. He's going against Dante Jackson. And uh, Antonio Brown going against KC, going against Steven Nelson. I mean, KC's secondary sucks now that they don't have uh, Marcus Peters. Number three is Keenan Allen. Um, he's going against Devon Johnson from Buffalo. That's going to be uh, that's going to be rough. 
Nelson Aguilar has a good matchup. He had eight catches for 39 yards last He's the one I sat because, and you were like, oh, I can't believe you sat him. Well, I mean, he ended up doing okay in PPR. I mean, he didn't smash. Um, we told you to draft him with uh, with Alshon being out. Yeah. Hopefully he gets more than uh, four yards per catch. <laughs> they were saying that like only two other wide, only two other wide receivers in all time has ever had less than 40 yards on eight catches. So <laughs> Nelson, that's a bad stat there. Michael Thomas has the has a great matchup um, this week against Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Mitchell for Cleveland. Danny Amendola, who we played last week, and he actually uh, you know made value in DraftKings because he's so cheap. He's got a great matchup this week. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look at all the guys at the top of this list in the top 10. A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. This is definitely a week to target wide receivers on DraftKings and pay down for value uh, running backs. We, you know, a couple other guys, Cooper Cup, Randall Cobb, who had a great week last week, has a great matchup. Demarius Thomas has a great matchup. Golden Tate, Stefan Diggs, um, Tyreek Hill. I feel like with the, the amount of 20. scoring that we had last week, that this is going to be a down week. You would think that, and and I'm looking at the, the lineup and the schedule, and I would have to tend to agree yeah. with you on that. Um, now, what we're going to do, guys, and if you played along last week, you know, right now it's way too early to give out, you know, our, our definite lineups and our players, but we have a player pool already out on player uh, on polysleepers.com. So this is what we want you to do. We want you to go into the player pool and start playing around with lineups with those guys that Jackson has picked. And I'm let, I'm letting Jackson drive the bus this week. It only makes sense. He did better than me last week. We're going to focus on cash games. Go with week. a high hand, right? Yeah. And, and, and my fantasy season-long advice has been fire. Right. His cash games were fire, so let's just do what we do. Um, but go in there, start playing around with lineups. Or what you could do is you can get a lineup generator. There's a, f- a couple free ones out there. There's a couple ones that you have to pay for. What you do is you pick the players that you want in your lineups and you can pick your percentages uh you know how much you want guys and it'll randomly generate lineups for you a lot of big DraftKings guys like playing that way i like to do it more organically because like this week i'm working on one that's like cam and christian mccaffrey and julio i want like all those guys in the same game yes you know or like jarvis landry and alvin kamara and michael thomas i want all those i want to smash those big games ben roethlisberger yeah some of those biggest scores you had alvin kamara drew Brees, and michael thomas all on the same team yeah those those did good and then i did uh, one with gronk and james white and and brady that were good um so this week i'm going to do the carolina stack with uh cam and uh christian come back with julio and then cam actually looked good because i watched a lot of that game because it was a local game that was on tv He's a real quarterback, man. Everybody's just saying he's that he's just athletic. It's just whatever. Like he's a good, he's a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then that uh, that Chiefs game is going to blow out. So I like uh, Ben to snap back. And this is the contrarian play. No one's going to play Ben because mm-hmm. he had a bad game and threw three picks. But like he's going to ball out at home like he always does. The weather's going to be fine. It's going to be seventy degrees. So I like doing the uh, a uh, Ben to Juju because yep. he's cheaper. And then come back with Tyree Kill in that one. Um, obviously playing James. Con- or two like his price went way up but he's still only like $6,700 like give me that all day long against the Chiefs yeah I'm good man I think that sounds I think it sounds great I want to win some money this week so Jackson go ahead and hook me up uh, I appreciate you uh, helping me out with that so we can dive into uh, the yeah, games the, yeah the breakdowns of the games yeah I, uh, I had a really good segue and then now it's just we're gonna ju- jump right in right now <laughs> it's alright uh, I had a real quick thing I sure. just got a notification Joy Bosa is most likely gonna be out again this week and okay. possibly a little bit longer so 
uh, you know, keep that in mind. Where's where's he at? He Chargers, yeah. Chargers defense, right? Defensive yeah. line, yeah. And isn't he like one of the big name guys like that they were really excited about? Yeah, yeah. they have him, and then uh, how much has Melvin. he played since he's been there, or is he a rookie? He held out for the first four games last year, and yeah. then he came back and got double digit sacks. Okay, so he year, was still so. a stud. So I'm not. I don't yeah. need to call him out too much. They're but. missing him big time. Yeah, all right. They're missing him big time. But they've got Buffalo this week. Um, the good news is they probably won't need him. I mean, Buffalo's yeah. gonna uh, unless. Josh Allen is Christ in cleats. It's not going to happen. Um, what were your takes on the Chicago uh, Green Bay game? Other than the, before you got here, I said that you know Aaron Rodgers is better on one leg than your quarterback is on two legs. Yeah, it, he's amazing. I can't believe that he came back and just took the game over like that on one leg, um, bringing him back in the final minutes of the game. I mean, Khalil Mack took over the first half, and then it was a. Uh, Aaron Rodgers all after that. It didn't really even matter who was coming after him. He was completing everything. It it was just mind-blowing that, you know, he has that ability to take a game over. So let's just run through this re- like real quick because I want to like I want to do kind of a quick hits thing. So Falcons Eagles, that was the Thursday night game. What did we take away from that? I mean that Julio Jones is still good at football. Jay Jay runs hard. Uh, yeah, and if he gets the red zone opportunities, he's going to be great. Because I love watching him run the ball, dude. He just runs hard. Like, he runs angry. He, it looks like he's fighting every every inch, every tooth and nail the entire way. I love watching him play. Um, what else? What else we got from that? Anything? Uh, Matt Ryan is probably not going to play that bad all season. Yeah, that's, that's true. We talked about that earlier. Like, yeah, like, uh, like, a Matt, like a Matt Stafford situation. So he uh, he hasn't passed for less than 300 yards the last three home games versus Carolina, and he actually has nine touchdowns in the last eight games versus Carolina. Uh, another great sneaky DraftKings play this week because he's down to like 5,700 bucks pairing him with Julio. Yeah. Is going to be a great play. Um, Devontae Freeman didn't practice. He um, got hurt at the end of that game. Um, so Tevin yeah. Coleman, we I might do have see Tevin a lot. Coleman yeah. stash in a, a couple leagues. I too. played him in a league last week, and yeah. he did fine. Like we might see a lot of Tevin Coleman this week. We might see a lot of him even if Devontae Freeman is okay, because Carolina's defense, if their run defense, as Zeke, how their run defense is, it's really strong. So they're going to have to pass a lot. I think he gets his head out of his ass, um, and I think they play a lot better. I think that game could definitely shoot out. The Eagles um, play, play the Bucks. And um, their defense is without Vernon Hargreaves now and EJ Gaines, their top two cornerbacks. So um, Foles didn't have that great of a week, but he could bounce back big time against the Bucks. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the JGI owners, the problem is if he doesn't get that red zone, you're going to be hurting big right. time. Like, yeah. he wasn't even in the beginning of that game. Yeah, Every- for like the first half of the game, I thought he wasn't playing. I texted Paul. I was like, was he hurt? Like I was like, because no. I was worried that it's I was like, worried that he wasn't going to play. It's like he actually, it's like he accidentally like smashed the coach's car like parking that day, <laughs> and he was getting because like Wendell Smallwood, yeah, Corey Clement, yeah. Darren Sproles, they all got touches before Ajahi did, but he ended up coming in there, scoring twice, and getting a two point conversion, yep. and it just shows you the difference in egg execution on his first touchdown run. I don't know if you remember it, John, but it was from a, uh, it was from a big tight, yep. you know, pro set. 
and a jumbo package yep. and it was from 10 yards out and he split it to the outside and he scored and the falcons couldn't score from the jumbo from the one yard line four <laughs> chances in a row yeah like they got to get it together right mm-hmm. so then uh that, that just moves on like i mean you may have like a list but i've just got the list of the games yeah, I was, uh bengals colts i mean we're we're huge we're huge colts fans so how did you feel about the colts game um, the bright spot was Quentin Nelson graded as the second best offensive lineman last week at right. his position. And and they did, I mean, they played well. Like, to watch them, it was actually exciting to watch them again. It didn't feel like they were, like, imminently doomed the entire game. Well, they did, like, you know, because, I mean, they're missing Costanzo, and he's back at practice, by the way. Marlon Mack and Costanzo returned to practice today. Both are set to play unless they have setbacks. So that's very good for our team. But because they've, I mean, even though they've got Nelson with with Costanzo out, they had some issues, and the play calling was good to get the ball out really quick. They dumped the ball off to Hines. Hines looked really good catching the ball. I think I texted you about that, too, because I was talking shit about Hines all preseason. I was like, I don't know if Paulie's pick is right. And then he had a I've been so game. up and down with him. I've been telling, I've told everybody that he's going to be great this year. Then I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. And now I'm like, well, now I don't know what to think because he, he did look good with the ball. He protected the ball. They changed his number, so he got a different jersey That's number. Right. I don't know what happened behind that, but he said it felt like a fresh start. Art. little mojo and also he called his dad to come in and like felt like you know his dad could give him some support and like everybody said that he's kind of really changed his outlook since he changed his number and since dad like showed up and <laughs> gave him a little son pep talk yeah. i don't know like ryan grant was a was a bright spot um he caught a bunch of balls there you know he's gonna throw to the tight ends a lot right and the tight ends look great until doyle fumbled um i think this defense is um gonna get worked this year big time i mean i think they're in trouble i really do all right and then just to just to put a nail in the coffin real quick i just couldn't stand the doyle fumble right at the end like they were driving to take the lead they put themselves in such a great position. They had three timeouts left. They yep. had time. He just absolutely killed it there. He just, he's dropped the game. But I'll let you. I'll let you go with the uh, the games from now on. Um, well, I wanted yeah, to say no, one thing ahead. about that Bengals yeah. Colts game. Um, Joe Mixon is somebody who really did well. Yeah, you got to target him. But I mean, he's already he's already on people's he's already on people's teams. So what would you say is like the thing that stood out the most about him? Um, his rushing yards, I wasn't expecting him to get that many rushing yards because mm-hmm. I was expecting him to get you know more targets out of the backfield because he, he's kind of an elusive receiver type running back, but he was able to you know pick up a lot of yards on the ground. He averaged, um, I think it was, I don't have the number up right now, but he had 149 yards from scrimmage total right. and 95 of those were rushing yards. So nice. He almost broke 100 yards in the first game of the season. Um, yeah, like Paul, I just said, the Colts defense is going to be rough this year. So. We, they've got the Ravens next week, so this is going to be a much bigger test for him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, um, LaShawn McCoy was not able to do anything against them, but there that was a bright spot, and, and Joe Mixon took 79% of the running back touches with Jeremy Hill out of town. I mean, this is his team. He can be a Leonard Fournette type player, Kareem Hunt, a bell cow back. I mean, the guy is a beast. Um, uh, you know, part of it was the Colts, but part of it was, you know, he's going to get more opportunities this year. Their offensive right. line got way better. They brought in the offensive line coach from Dallas, who created a great offensive line over there. They drafted a kid. They brought a guy in from free agency. They got way better at that position. Um, Tyler Eifert's healthy. 
and you know that team's not going to be like a huge contender but there's some fantasy relevant situations going on there aj green fumbled twice yeah that was that was crazy what's up with that but he i mean the first one was great i didn't see the second one the first one was a great play by the defender he just stuck his hand in there and right at the very perfect spot but i didn't see i mean the second one like Man, I'm just terrible like at remembering actually what I watched during football Sundays because I just sit there and drink beer all day and watch the games. So with the uh, Ravens matchup, you obviously can't bench Joe Mixon, but you know it's I think he'll lighten up a little bit. You can't bench AJ Green, um, but this might be a better matchup for him if Jimmy Smith is out still. Um, AJ Green can have a really good game next week against the Ravens. Tyler Eifert has limited upside. If you drafted him, unfortunately, there's probably a lot of people ahead of you that took other you know, tight ends. You're going to have to kind of play him for now. But he's a boomer bust guy. Uh, he's not going to get a ton of looks. Um, definitely touchdown dependent. John Ross, is tu- John Ross is touchdown dependent, too. He caught one ball for one touchdown. So uh, the problem with John Ross is he's going to have a big game, and it'll be on your bench. And then right. you'll play him, and then he'll get two for 13. So, like... People are saying that he's going to blow up. I mean, he might. He's a great part of this offense if he stays healthy because he can he can pull those safeties back and give Joe Mixon some time. But as more of just an explosive decoy threat as really being a fantasy relevant player, um, Ty sh- you know should have had a monster game. He had a deep slant where Luck threw it perfectly to him and he dropped the ball. I mean, that's one that like definitely you lose sleep over. Um, and and he's got a tough uh, road matchup uh, with the Skins this week. Um, I mean, he usually has his big games in the Dome at home, but you can't bench T.Y. either. Um, one thing I would like to see the Colts do is is even out that tight end split because uh, Jack Doyle received like 73% of the snaps and Eric Ebron received 38. And I like both those players, but I mean, Ebron did so much better with his touches. And I think with that fumble that lost the game, you know, his goes up to 50 and, yeah. and Doyle's goes down to 50. I think that could be really, really good for us if we balance that off a little bit better. Um, luck is going to have, uh, you know, luck weeks. I mean, you, you know, you start start Andrew Luck as long as he's healthy he said his arm felt the best that it's it's felt in a long time he also likened his soreness to being in a car wreck so sometimes like okay Andrew Luck you don't have to be so descriptive about your pain like I know the city's been like how are you how are you but like I don't really need to hear that well like, and the I, thing that the thing that started to get Andrew, up how my- do you feel well I kind of feel like I got hit by a car like okay you could like lighten up on that sugar coat a little bit the thing that annoys me the most is like okay, I heard him say that he's having a lot of fun out there, but I don't need him to say it every single fucking time I hear him talk. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just having a lot of fun out there. I mean, it's great to be back. You know, it's great to be out there. And it's like, okay, dude, I've heard you say it's it's fun to be out there. Now let's just make sure that you're healthy right. and you take care of yourself. Right. And not feel like you got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> right. Please. I don't want to hear that anymore. Um, so on, on, to, uh, on to the Titans-Miami game, unless anybody has anything else there. Um, the hurricane game, longest NFL game ever with like a huge four hour delay in between. I think that that can affect these taint, these teams this week, big time. Oh, it's definitely going to, there Throws were their whole schedule, a off. couple big injuries in that game. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to play football for an hour and then, and get all loose and then stop for four hours and get tight and then have to go back and play football for three hours. That's 
got to affect and this is this is paulie sleepers insight that you're not getting anywhere else trust me i'm on twitter i'm listening to all these guys no one is talking about the effect that that long game is having on these players and they both have to both teams have to travel this week the titans have a tough division uh, game at houston and the dolphins have a tough game at the jets how are the jets going to do now at home wasn't that a wasn't that a road game that they beat Detroit? Yeah, and then the, mo- the momentum. Yeah, they beat him. Yeah, so how the momentum how, against the tiredness? So Jets are streaming D of the week, especially DraftKings. They're only twenty five hundred bucks. Um, you know the Titans. I I've been down on these guys. I've been atting guys on Twitter a bunch. The Corey Davis truthers, the Derrick Henry truthers. The only guy I like on that team now is Dion Lewis. I liked Delaney Walker, but he's out now. We talked about Mariota's shoulder. He couldn't feel his finger for a while. I don't know how well he's going to do. That team doesn't look like it's ready to pick up that offense at all. And now Corey Davis isn't practicing either. Richard Matthews had a huge uh, injury that no one even still knows what it was, but he had no catches this week. Houston is going to be pissed off because they did not do very well against the Patriots. They get to play the Titans at home. Houston's going to just absolutely smash them, and I think the Jets uh, smash uh, the Dolphins. Uh, Paulie sleeper Kenny Stills is a huge bright spot here. I told everybody all summer I ranked him really high on my website because he's been so consistent there and now that um landry is gone Devonte parker's not a number one he's still not playing by the way because he broke a finger but kenny stills had four for 106 and two touchdowns uh, we played him in DraftKings. he absolutely smashed um he um his career without Devonte parker on the field he's had fantasy finishes of 19 overall for the week number two overall for the week number 25 and number eight overall for the week so without Devonte parker in the week his floor is a wide receiver too his ceiling is a top 10 wide receiver um so i told everybody to pick him up this week i get you some did. kenny stills yeah if he's on your waiver wire good god man go pick him up Dion lewis is definitely the running back to own here i think that uh derrick henry is in trouble um and i don't think he's a good fit for that team uh john what do you think i mean do you think Dion lewis is the guy to have there now keep in mind that we play ppr and we talk about ppr yeah um Deion Lewis had, you know, twice as many carries as Derrick Henry last week, or almost twice as many. It was a split of 16 carries to 10 carries for Deion Lewis. Um, you know, it just seems like they really want to use Deion Lewis a lot more than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry isn't the kind of back that's going to come out of the backfield and catch passes. He's, you know, a bruiser downhill type, which I think kind of affected his production in that game because he usually gets better, you know, the later the game goes on. But when you have the you know, two different two hour breaks in the game. Like he doesn't right. have any chance to get going there. Like it usually gets going in the fourth quarter yeah. when he gets, when he gets productive, but and, and other people are getting beaten down, worn yeah. down. I think people thought he was going to be Todd Gurley. Cause that's the Matt LaFleur, you know, offense. And he's not Todd Gurley. Um, the other thing here is uh, Kenyon Drake owners are uh, hopefully hoping that he gets a little bit more time. I mean, him and Gore had an even split, and Gore started off before the delay, five carries for forty nine yards. Yeah, I mean he's older than me. In, Ageless. He's Ageless. older than me in football years. Yeah. He's forty five years old in football years, yeah. and he's still doing his thing. So guess what, Kenyon Drake owners, uh, which I didn't have him ranked high this year either because of Frank Gore. Um, Frank Gore's not going away, and unfortunately, that's going to really limit those upsides. Um, that's all I have for the Titans game. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I I just 
I've wanted to see the Titans be good just because I think they're a entertaining team to watch with Mariota when Mariota's healthy, but I don't see anything coming from losing that. Delaney Walker is going to be yeah. just massive. He he's targeted Delaney Walker twenty percent of his so one in five throws. Yeah, and that's his uh, safety valve. I saw Walker pull one down against us last year in triple coverage and Mariota did not think twice about well, throwing it up there throwing it to him in triple coverage <laughs> and he caught the damn ball and then carried the three guys for like 10 yards yeah. I mean not having that safety net is going to be decimated right so what's the next one Minnesota uh, go ahead I was just gonna say I did read that uh, Mariota is gonna be playing this week just so you know yeah yeah, I didn't think he was going to be out, but I mean, uh, he had a big shoulder injury, and I think it'll it'll affect him, and, and obviously, you know, Walker too. But uh, yeah, they're going to have a tough game at Houston. Who's the Thursday night game this week? Who's tomorrow's game? I have no idea. John will look that up. We're going to talk about um, the uh, Minnesota San Francisco game. Right. So how did how did you guys think about Dalvin Cook? Because he's the starter there in Minnesota. Well, what they did was they gave a lot of the rushes to Latavius Murray. Now, he didn't have a monster fantasy day, but I told a lot of people to draft him. Hang on to Latavius Murray if there's an injury. Also, like if they get up in games, he's going to have huge touchdown equity. They used Cook more like an Alvin Kamara, and uh, and um, they used uh, um, him like a, like a Mark Ingram. Um, do, do you see that too? I mean, you're shaking your head. Like, you know, Cook had a lot of targets. He was getting yep. moved around a lot, a lot of motion plays. And Lat Murray looked like their guy that they're going to give the ball to when they need uh, some tough yards. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is, you know, just like you said, Alvin Kamara type hybrid running back. He, you know, he can split out in the slot and he run runs really good routes out of the backfield. So, you know, he, he definitely has value in the PPR leagues. Um, I think they probably lightened his load a little bit because he's still coming back from that um, knee injury from last year. So I, I don't think they wanted to mix it up in the bottom of piles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So That's the other reason why uh, I liked Lat is because he's the franchise. They had to play him so much those first four games. He got hurt. They're obviously not going to force a lot of action on him, at least, especially early. And unfortunately, like he had like 2.9 yards per carry and Lat had like 4.8. Yeah. So it's another situation where this other guy's not going away. Sorry, fantasy owners, but I'm not saying Cook not great i just don't know that he was worth a 12th overall pick like a lot of people yeah and and he's gonna have a great games and like i'm definitely not saying he's not a good player but but fantasy's about talent and opportunity and touches and and especially early i don't see that he's getting a ton of the touches the one downside of latavius murray is that he kind of has trouble holding on to the football and then it was dalvin cook that fumbled this week (laughs) that's gonna Cousins looks like a great fit for this offense. Oh, yeah. um, I did enjoy as well. He hit up Kyle Rudolph for a touchdown. I mean, I think he only had one catch. Um, he hit up uh, Stefan Diggs for like five for 67 and a great touchdown. Adam Thielen had six catches for 106 yards. So all those guys were viable, and he looked great. Um, they are um, they're going to play at Green Bay next week. So that's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, that game let's could go. definitely shoot. That is definitely a let's go game. Um, we talked about this earlier. I don't think Barreto or Morris are a good fit, and they're in a split. Uh, Marquise Goodwin might not play this week. He took a huge shot uh, in the game. He has a quad injury. He's a deep play home run guy anyway. But, um, you know, like I said before, Kittle's the only guy I really want on that team right now. Um, hold on to Lat. Um, start Rudy, Diggs, and Thielen with, uh, you know, with 
no problem start Kirk Cousins at Green Bay. I've got no problem starting Kirk, Kirk Cousins at Green Bay. How's, how's Green Bay's defense? I mean, they're, we didn't really talk about their defense whatsoever. Their defensive backs are actually really good now. Um, they, they were not last year. They were not last year. Um, I think they had injuries to some of their young guys who are actually contributing now. Um, you know, they, they had um, one of their defensive backs, Josh Jackson, had from Pro Football Focus grading the best preseason out of any cornerback in the league. Oh, he, wow. He was elite graded, like... I think he was targeted nine times for zero catches or something like that. And so he, he put up a good good preseason. He was playing against the ones um, in that, obviously. But he uh, he did really good last week um, covering Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey didn't really... No, uh, Alan Alshon Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson didn't really put up any numbers until the fourth quarter last right. week. So um, he did a good job shutting down, you know, a top tier wide receiver. Yeah. Their wide receivers didn't do much. I mean, they, you know, that's a good point. Diggs and all those guys in Thielen, they might, they might have a muted game this week. Yeah, the one thing one I, of them is probably going to temper up. expectations on them. A little one of them bit. probably will. The one thing I was going to go over is a lot of people, including me, were saying draft Diggs over Thielen. And in a PPR setting, it looks like Thielen is going to get the Still volume. Get the volume. Um, I think Diggs is a good play though. I mean, Diggs got 47 percent of his uh, fantasy points last year on deep throws and Kirk Cousins is top five in the league on deep throw accuracy so he's gonna hit him up so it's but, gonna be one of those things where there's a potential for you to have the the low the low ceiling high floor with yeah. uh, Thielen but the high ceiling yeah not floor. really knowing what the floor is for Diggs yeah and, and yeah he, he might have a four for 40 game but he'll also have a game where he gets 12 for 180 and two. I mean, and he's done that before. Yeah. That's not a crazy stat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got there. We got Houston, uh, New England. Let's hear about that because how's Brady looking? Cause I didn't actually see any of his plays, but I was watching, uh, him and Gronkowski's numbers just keep climbing the entire yeah. weekend. So. Three touchdowns. I don't know how many yards he had, but he had three touchdowns. Yeah. So he did, you know, Brady Gronk had 106 yards and a touchdown. Um, Deshaun Watson looked bad. I mean, he got a little better towards the end. That was obviously a tough, uh, road play for them. And then the other take here that I haven't seen, but you know, it's, it's right there staring you in the mouth. Or in the face. In the mouth. I like that, though. <laughs> things going to stare you in the mouth. I'm a fat guy, so things stare at me at the mouth, like Philly cheesesteak sandwiches and hot dogs and hamburgers. But Will Fuller was in all those games last year that Deshaun Watson blew up. And he likes and having he wasn't that deep there. Threat, a threat. And Will Fuller wasn't there. Bruce yeah. Ellington was there. We played him in DFS at a cheap 2500 bucks, And Bruce Ellington scored, but he had like three for 41 yeah. and one. I think Watson really missed. I mean, we talked about- I want to get Will Fuller back. I talked Talk about binky. I talk about guys having their binky, you know, yeah. and, and like, you know, like Will Fuller is, I think he Deshaun is Sean Watson's binky. And I think he was like, God, he's not out there. Really? He's not. Cause playing. I think, cause I mean, there's multiple reasons like he could stretch the field. So then he has more room to run if, if there's, you know, mm-hmm. not as many people in the box or whatever. Um, and the fact that he can toss it to him too, because Will Fuller can run and can catch fully Fuller has a hamstring and that's a really bad injury for a speedster. Yeah. Cause he just to... is still nursing it. Cause I was reading the, uh, the injury report today. He still is like still being held out of like full speed drills. Nuke had eight for 89. Uh, he's going to be fine. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, that New England defense is better than advertised, better than it was last year, in my opinion. Um, remember, they started off last year bad and got better. They're starting off this year good. We'll see how they do against the Jags next week. But um, Lamar Miller looked really good. 
Lamar Miller looked really good. He took a big workload. He uh, kind of went contrarian to what I say. You know, he can't you know sustain he can't a long sustain game. games. He gets he gets weaker at the end. Yeah, and I, I didn't break it down. I bet that he still had less production at the end because he <laughs> always has. But he did do well. He had four point nine yards per carry, which is way higher than his career. I think four point one. He's a no brainer start next week. Um, and uh, and every week going forward, they need Will Fuller back. He's still questionable. He's still missing practice. Um, Bruce Ellington is another cheap DFS DK DK play if uh, if Will Fuller sits. Um, Gronk did his thing. Uh, the thing is, uh, Chris Hogan, how'd he do, John? Um, I'm not really sure. Well, he had, he had one catch. Yeah, just one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, and a lot of people are Phillip, high on him all Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett had six for eighty and a touchdown. Let's get him. Let's get him the ball some more. Chris Hogan had nothing. Chris Hogan's got a few weeks to prove himself here. I mean, I don't know that he's on a prove it deal. Like he he had a good stretch last year, but I'm not a big fan of him. And um, I think that it's going to be the Edelman uh, Gronk show when when they come back. He likes throwing to his running backs. He threw it to James White. He's going to have Sony Michelle possibly this week or next week he's trending in the right direction uh rex burkhead is out right now with a concussion so they're really tricky about their injuries i just found out that today just out of nowhere that he that that rex is out with a concussion right and if sony doesn't Belichick play doesn't want to tell people shit yeah if sony doesn't play like james white is the only person they pick somebody up off of waivers that i've never heard of before but um james white is going to be a smash play this week in standard and ppr and He's never a standard play um, if uh, if Sony doesn't play. And I think if they think Sony's ready, they're going to sprinkle him in a little bit. But that'll be an interesting game, New England at the Jags. And uh, and like I said, Houston uh, uh, has the Tennessee game, and that'll be a bounce back Especially game. Especially with how, how stout the Jaguar defense is this year. The defensive backs are, you know, they're going to be trying to guard Chris Hogan and, you know, the other wide receivers there. So James White is going to have to be the, the guy that they go to. I mean, they have Miles Jack who can cover in space, but... Yeah. He's still probably a plus matchup against Miles Jack there. So yeah, he's got a really good matchup this week. I uh, I don't have it pulled up on my phone anymore because we had the running back uh, um, pass catching running backs uh, too, and his was one of the best. Miles um, Jack is very very talented but i don't think he can cover james white in space and like you said their corners are amazing but that's how you attack that team Mm -hmm. um by the way you guys were asking about the game on thursday it's going to be cincy um at baltimore Uh, oh that's where the the baltimore defense comes in and i think they're just going to crush cincinnati that's just my opinion Oh yeah, their, their defense looks great. Joe Flacco because it's a completely ready to go. different look than the Colts are going to give Cincinnati. Um, yeah. Their running backs did not do good last week, and Alex Collins ended up getting benched after only getting eight yards, and and Dixon only got like eighteen yards. Buck Allen was the uh, the the kind of the the shining star in that uh, running back field last week. They all scored, but um, they ended up not playing Alex Collins very much, and Alex Collins' owners were pissed. Kenneth Dixon is hurt now, so next week it's just Collins and uh, and Buck Allen, and I think they'll be able to get back on track. Um, 
Collins owners shouldn't be worried. And I think that Buck Allen is a great stash because Kenneth Dixon's usually hurt or suspended. And um, they love that kid. And he's a he's a do-it-all kind of back, all-purpose kind of back, kind of like a TJ Yeldon um, type of a player. Um, so this week, um, I think those are go- both good plays. Not like you're going to be playing well, Buck what, Allen in fantasy. What but, do you think about, both of you guys think about the theory that I've always gone on, which is if I have people playing on Thursday, I'm not super happy about it. Like if I have multiple players playing on Thursday, because I feel like Thursdays can be that day where some guy comes out of the clouds that you've never fucking heard of and he's going to score 30 points on fantasy and the guys that are typically good don't do shit. And they've had a short week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I usually try to fade those guys too if if I can. I also love playing like the week uh, the full slate on DraftKings and not playing any Thursday players, I feel like that gives me a huge advantage because it's usually a crap game. Yeah. And that game's got a very low implied point total, a very low implied like play total. Like Your guys won't have that many opportunities. Um, Neither team really wants to play on a Thursday exactly. anyway. So like, they're coming in there and you know you can't really expect much on Thursday. People don't want to be there playing on Thursday night. It's, yeah, the only people that enjoy it are us watching football. I saw a great thing today. Why don't we get rid of Thursday night football and have two Monday night football games every night? See, the thing that I don't like about it is, is the late game. So if they started at around the same time, I guess they start they, an hour early when they. I when guess they have they, to. then you just have to decide like which one you're going to watch. But I was thinking like both of them. Why does why doesn't one start at like seven? One start <laughs> at eight, and then you can flip back and forth. I think we all have TiVo and are able to do that, right? Yeah, I don't know. The Thursday games just absolutely suck, and I yeah. saw somebody put that up. It's always Monday night's awesome, Sunday night's awesome. Um, the next game is um, the game to review is the Tampa Bay New Orleans game. Ryan Fitz Magic, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. The guy that won the millionaire tournament on DraftKings stacked Ryan Fitzpatrick for 4100 bucks with Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson and. Mike, Mike Evans and came back with Michael Thomas and then he had a couple plays that got like two or three points but it didn't matter didn't never, matter he scored Crushed. 300 points on DraftKings and I've never ever seen that but that guy won a million you want to talk about a contrarian play um, they have a tough schedule coming up so I don't think that Fitz is going to do gonna that continue yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Fitz is going to continue that magic, but um, he was magical. And I, what happened to the New Orleans defense? I mean, they drafted Marshawn Lattimore last year. He's a great cornerback. Um, but it seems to me like last year they started off really bad and they got way better. So I expected them this year to come out of the gate strong, and they just got worked. Well, uh, yeah. Fitzpatrick starts and has games like that and then just doesn't after that. <laughs> like it just goes away. So you got to fear the beard for the first three yeah. games and then nothing. Well, one thing about Fitzpatrick is he is not scared to air it out. He just chucks it wherever and right. just like expects the receivers to go get it. He doesn't like his accuracy and, isn't that great, but he had Mike Evans and, and, and yeah. you can't overthrow Deshaun Jackson. Tampa really. Bay, you're so, good. Yeah. Um, Deshaun at Jackson is out this week. So Chris Godwin might have a Why game. is he out? Um, he's, concussion. He, yeah. God he's, damn. He's got he's a concussion. the worst. Don't ever own him. Um, and uh, here's a here's a little you know tip for fantasy. Fitzpatrick does not target tight ends at all. So <laughs> OJ Howard will be a great like because people are going to need tight ends this year, and and Fitz is going to play for three games, and I think OJ Howard probably has three really bad games. And so you could get him for cheap. Somebody might actually drop him. If O.J. Howard gets dropped, pick him up and get ready to start him week one because uh, Winston... Week four. 
Uh, week week four, yeah. yeah, because Winston loves playing against the tight end. Um, like I thought, you know, Breeze is is still Breeze, and and he could throw the ball a ton. And I can't believe you know Michael Thomas had seventeen targets, Jesus Christ, for sixteen catches. Um, so he had one hundred and eighty yards and a touchdown. Kamara had nine catches. Um, those guys absolutely looked amazing. I mean, with Ingram, I mean, part of this is game script, but I I predicted this too that with no Ingram, they would have to get back to a throwing game, and they would. Remove remember how much they liked it um and and of course they're gonna throw the ball a lot and uh they have the browns next week at home so that game could smash to start tyrod taylor because he can move around he got a rushing touchdown last week he was definitely fantasy viable he did really really good in fantasy it's not gonna look sexy at all but because of his legs and what he gets on you know done with his feet he ends up doing well and new orleans defense looks horrible and the browns are undefeated yeah. Right. <laughs> Isn't it so Browns to s- stop their losing streak with a tie? <laughs> and and Josh Gordon got in the end zone, man. I'm I'm I love Josh Gordon. One, I want him just to catch. be a, I just want him to be a stud. One catch. He for got in the end zone and he got he salvaged my day because I was worried that I was gonna have a big zero yeah. for him starting because I, guess him, you were happy about I started that. him and then I saw that touchdown and like it was overtime, wasn't it? Or was it to cause overtime? I think it was to take like I think it was overtime. to like yeah. to, to tie the game tie the game what that's a that's a big play big moment for a big dude i think he's gonna be good if you're gonna follow any advice from me i say go with josh gordon well and um they play um the saints who got just worked last week so and now he's listed as the starter even though he was in for like 58 of the 68 plays or something like that 68 of 89 plays last week and he was in on the first snap yeah so he's a starter they asked like you know they asked Hugh Jackson about it, and he was like, well, it was a formation. It was a package. It was basically Todd Haley saying, fuck you, I'm playing <laughs> Josh Gordon. You can't not play him. No, and uh, and so that's going to be a good play. Um, and are going to uh, need him this week, too, to get some you know attention away from Jarvis Landry. For sure. Marshawn Lattimore is going to have to choose. Like, they're gonna have to and choose Jarvis Landry him, so. looked good, too. I mean, he was fucking catching everything. It just shows you that Miami didn't know. Miami had him typecast, yeah. in my opinion, Absolutely. as a slot PPR guy because – his role is completely changed now. He had almost as many air yards on Sunday that he had all year last year. Yeah. His role is completely changed. He can go deep. He can go up and get the ball. Um, and he wants to win. Like, I, I'm not really a bad. huge like proponent of like you know watching the HBO whatever the show that they hard yeah hard knocks. But like when you see him like on there and see like his like desire to be good and for the Browns to be good, it just makes you excited to uh, watch that kind of guy play football. Um, Ted Ginn had a great week, and uh, Cameron Meredith sat. We didn't see anything from their rookie, Traquan Smith. So Ted Ginn's going to be a thing. I mean, I talked about it last year. He he doubled his career catch rate last year. <laughs> and I dropped him from my team. Yeah, and he, and he just absolutely balled out, and uh, he did great. I think he's a good stream uh, play, uh, flex play until further notice. And Ben Watson um, got targeted, had a few catches, and he's going against a horrible defense against the tight end the browns are really bad they're like they're like i talked about the rams earlier they sell out the middle of the field so i think ben watson would be a good um what the heck start this week if you need a tight end and you didn't get the tight end you want on the waiver wire you're scratching your head you don't know who to play i think he would be a viable uh possible good play this week and he had a great year um in 2015 the last year he was with the saints he had like 67 catches for 850 yards and six touchdowns he had a career year with breeze throwing on the ball um and and breeze will go off again this week against the browns um tampa bay has the eagles at home 
next week, and and that game should be interesting. Um, uh, definitely a come down to earth game for Tampa Bay next week because the Eagles defense is really, really, really good. Yeah. So, <clears throat> do we have more? There's more games. Yeah. Let's go. Um, Jacksonville at the Giants. Um, Barkley Is looks anybody like he's excited gonna, about the Giants? <laughs> <laughs> well, Barkley looks like he's going to be like Adrian Peterson. He had yeah. like you know sixteen carries for thirty eight yards, and then his next carry was like sixty yards. Yeah. So he's that home run guy. Um, yeah, OBJ in a tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in the league. He had a eleven for a hundred and eleven. Yeah. So he had a one 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 one. You know, love great, it. Great day. Um, the Jags uh, passing game sputtered. People say it's you know Keelan Cole is the guy to own there. It's uh, I think it's D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook is a really talented guy. Um, he didn't get to show it that much last year, but he's he's going to come on this year, and I think people are going to be surprised by him. Um, so Jacksonville plays uh, the Patriots at home next week, and then um, the Giants at the Cowboys. Um, so, um, you know, that's going to be a division game. That's going to be a big game. The Cowboys looked really, really bad last week. So um, Zeke looked bad. Yeah, and like I said, Carolina's um, run defense is really good, and they only ran like four plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, their they, their offensive scheme was horrible. Uh, Alan Hearns didn't do anything. Michael Gallup didn't do anything. Who, whatever guy they've got playing at tight end, I don't even know who it is. Like, they had no pass-catching <laughs> weapons. But Zeke, it's, not, it's not Jason Witten? No, he retired. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never know with you sometimes, man. You were like, so Tyreek Hill, he's a he's a running back, no, right? Uh, Jason, you there did was say like, that. There was a catch that the uh, tight end like missed for the Cowboys. And I was like, Jason Witten would have caught that. <laughs> um, Kansas he- City um, uh, Ch- um, and Chargers. That was a great game, not for uh, Kelsey or Hunt. Um, those are a couple guys I was going to talk about. I mean, you know, Mahomes didn't really throw to his tight end a lot in college. Is somebody going to have to wake him up and tell him that he's got Travis Kelsey on his team? Or are they going to just – is he just going to keep forcing the ball to Tyreek Hill? And is is, is Hunt going to bounce back? Um, I think Hunt will bounce back. He's going to be giving up some carries to Spencer Ware. He – Spencer Ware averaged ten point seven yards per carry last week. He only had three carries, but I mean that's gonna that's gonna siphon away some of those carries from Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem Hunt only averaged three point one yards per attempt last week. So um, I'm not really sure on um, the defense that they played. Like obviously the Bills aren't that good, so. Oh, the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Chargers. The Chargers. So the, the without Chargers... Joey, without Joey Bosa. He should have done better. They they were really low on run defense last year. Well, um, last year, Kareem Hunt got 152 yards rushing and 174 yards rushing against them. Oh, and in Chargers, one of those yeah. games, he had like six catches for 70 yards, and he had a touchdown in one and two touchdowns in the other game. So I was like, yeah, let's fire up Hunt. He just went off last year, and he did not do anything. Yeah. Should... Hunt owners be worried? Should LaShawn McCoy owners be worried? Should Zeke owners be worried? David uh, Johnson? I mean, all these guys kind of... I think that Kareem Hunt owners can relax a little bit. I think, you know, he may be a slow starter, something like that. Um, I mean, he did fumble in his first carry in the league, right. but he ended up tearing it up after that. Um, I, I would give it a couple of weeks before I worry about Kareem Hunt. Um Ezekiel Elliott averaged 4.6 yards per carry still last week, even though he didn't put up good numbers. So I don't think there's anything to worry about with this. And he's got a home game versus the Giants, who 
gave up a lot of yards to Fournette before he went down and a lot of yards to Yeldon. I think he comes back this week. Yeah. I don't know about McCoy. LaShawn McCoy is the only weapon on the offense, and he's going to have to carry them. So I you think he'll be all right. Same thing with David I, Johnson? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be all right for LaShawn McCoy. It's the only person <laughs> that they have to worry about. So, they're so gonna the defense are going to key on, on that. Yeah. Like It's going to be key yeah. on LaShawn McCoy. I would so. be worried. Like, And I didn't time. like David Johnson either. And and he's gonna they're gonna have to open up that offense. I mean, who knows how long before Josh Rosen sees the field because Bradford did not look good. Yeah, and you know, David Johnson is gets a lot of his fantasy points from receiving. So, you know, the quarterback's gotta target him. So that's gonna be something that's gonna help with his production. But um Well the Chargers play at the Bills next week, so you know, play all those guys. Keenan Allen has a great matchup. Obviously, you know, Melvin Gordon had 13 targets and nine catches. Um, I think he can definitely catch like 85 balls this year. Um, so fire up all those guys, obviously. Um, the Chiefs, Steelers, I think that's going to shoot out. So obviously you're not worried about any of those guys. Um, the, Watkins could be in some trouble. So that's the guy right now that I'm leaving on my bench and uh, definitely not starting uh, for any, you know, until he shows me that he could do something in that offense. Absolutely. <clears throat> um what else we got here? The next game was uh, Washington um, and uh, Cardinals game. Um, and the Redskins have the Colts next week at home. So fire all them up. Um, I think that's another tough matchup for the Cardinals. Offensive yeah. players. The Washington Redskins defense is really underrated. They're they're extremely good. So Yeah. The, the Redskins, um, they've, you know, Alex Smith doesn't really throw to his uh, wide receivers that much, so it's going to be Jordan Reed and, and Chris Thompson. Until and Alex Smith knows. didn't look terrible, and Chris Thompson actually surprised me. Yeah, he did great. I mean, that guy is amazing. He he had 1.4 fantasy points per touch last year, which yeah. is really close to Kamara numbers. Um, so he's going to be great. I wouldn't do anything with any of those wide receivers. Like Paul Richardson and Josh Doxson are droppable right now. I would hold on to Jamison Crowder. Welcome um, to Dropsville. Yeah, population you <laughs> um adrian peterson had 170 yards last week remember you were like does he have a thousand yard season left in him and i was like hell no uh, <laughs> i don't know he might and he'll he'll probably eat really well against the colts at home the cardinals play at the rams so man that can be really bad like i would not have expectations for any of those players i mean you obviously cannot bench david johnson or larry fitzgerald but i mean i wouldn't be expecting them to uh do a lot um fitz usually in the end of the game you know even if they're getting blowed out gets two three four catches on that last drive and ends up saving your day so he'll probably he's got like right. a million games of the catch in a row so yeah it's okay. and david johnson's gonna need to get targeted more in the pass game and they'll be all right i think um, game plan for him to go against those linebackers and there, there's gonna be you know production for him there in that game just like jared cook had for david johnson if they try and put him in a role like what jared cook had this week then david johnson can eat but they have to game plan for that um dallas carolina was a really stinker game Um, it was just boring yeah it was really boring it was zero zero to forever but carolina plays at falcons next week division game we talked about that before matt ryan usually shows up for that game um um without those previously mentioned Falcons players that are both out for the season. Christian McCaffrey will eat. Devin Funches is a great play with Greg Olson 
out. So all those guys are great. Um, Dallas, um, you're obviously not going to be wanting to figure out what wide receiver is going to be the play there. The play there last week was Cole Beasley. <laughs> Beasley's name always comes up. He's just a little guy. I even made a joke like in our in our like preview podcast that like he'll probably be the player to own on that wide receiver core, but you can't go up there and write his name down no. on the draft board. <laughs> I'm drafting Cole Beasley, but you probably should have. I mean, he had like seven catches for 87 or for 87 yards, but um, you know, Dallas, you know, like I said, Zeke will get back to form um, and that's what's going on there. I think that uh, just real quick, I think that Christian McCaffrey can catch a hundred balls this year. Uh, really, especially the more that uh, Olsen sits out. Um, so you've got uh, that Philly game. We talked about that already. Um, Seattle, Denver, um, Case Keenum looked great. He hit up Demarius Thomas for a touchdown. Uh, he he's hit the up, one that uh, I was I was fully behind Case Keenum, and a lot of people were not behind. We him. talked about him. I right. love Case. He's a blue collar guy. I think that team, you know, in a rich quarterback draft, uh, John Elway, and they said, "No, we don't need any of those guys. We've got our guy." And everybody was like, "Really? Are you sure?" And they were like, "Hell yeah, man! This guy's a baller. I think he's a baller. He could take a hit. I saw him take some serious hits last year. Like, you know, that when you've got that guy bearing down on you, and you know you're going to get smashed, but you still, still throw, throw the throw ball. That, I mean, yep, throw that dime." He'll do that. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is his Adam Thielen, and that Love guy Emmanuel Sanders. balled out. Manny Sanders had a touchdown where he – did you see the one where he, like, did the did the somersault? Landed on his back. Whew, he made all those guys look like little boys on that play, and, like, he's going to ball out. Demarius Thomas did good. Um, the interesting thing here was everybody was like, okay, is it Royce Freeman? Is it Devontae Booker? They named Royce Freeman the starter. I've been talking a lot about Royce Freeman. He was a huge guy coming out of Oregon, and – and um and Philip then Lindsay. And, and and it ended up being Philip Lindsay <laughs> got half the targets and half the you know half the running back looks Devonte booker only got four so he's in he's in dropsville um this was obviously not at the last minute they were just like oh yeah let's play this guy like this has been planned for a long time they just didn't let everybody else in on so the show what do we think about royce then the two-headed monster there now is royce freeman and philip Lindsay, and that team is going to be they're going to have a good defense they're going to have opportunities for the running backs i think both are going to be very viable i think Lindsay's a great pickup this week um if anybody's in fab leagues i spent like 25% of my fab this week on uh, Philip Lin- uh, Lindsay because what's a fab league um, it's when you have a free agent budget and you have okay. to you have to so it's not a waiver wire you bid on a player and it goes and the player goes to the highest bid so you could if you want somebody you could bid a hundred bucks on them and then then you have no more money. Then you could pick up players after they've cleared waivers for free, or you could put in a $0 bid on somebody and okay. pick them up. So it's interesting. That's that Twitter experts league. Yeah, so that's interesting. I picked up him. I picked up TJ Yeldon because I've got Leonard Fournette, but um, Lindsay's going to be viable. I looked at the tape. This is not, this is not a test. This is not a like one hit wonder. This guy they like him and he's built he's built kind of like Kamara uh Jamal Charles 190 pounds but he's very elusive and like he blew up some dudes in pass blocking and that's why I know that but that's why he's out there because right. teams love guys that can pass block and just for being that little of a guy there was a couple times where he picked up that blitz and he leveled the dude I mean I love watching a little dude like Darren Sproles used to do it he doesn't do it anymore but I love watching a little dude blow up a, a guy in pass coverage it's just a fun thing to watch but that's something to look at going forward Emmanuel Sanders is, and Demarius Thomas are going to be great plays because that's Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs yeah 
Um, their defense is going to be a great play next week um, versus your Raiders. Sorry. <laughs> um, they've got the Raiders at home, and the Raiders looked uh, hashtag bad at football. So I think they're going to be a great play. No offense, John. Um, so how do you feel about that? You know, I think the first three quarters of Raiders actually played good football. It was that fourth quarter and Derek Carr's turnovers that really cost them that game. And they were winning up through halftime. 100% agree. They did look good for a while. And Marshawn Lynch looked good, too. They, they looked good for three quarters. And then, you know, Derek Carr kind of fell apart. And then the rest of the team fell apart with him. That's kind of how... Kind of how rolls. Yeah. Seattle's at the Bears next week. And Juice, you said you picked up the Bears defense. You like Khalil Mack to play against. Uh, I think Seattle's struggling, man. I just, I don't. I drafted the Bears defense in so, all of my leagues. So I'm going to have. Khalil Mack got traded. Yeah. So good pickup. So I'm going to have the Bears against Seattle. And I, I want to see the Bears do what they did last week, except for sustain it. Mm-hmm. They play Seattle. really good at home. And one thing I've noticed is just uh, uh, usually. Nobody does that well at the Bears. To me, Seattle is not the scary team that they used to be anymore. No, they're not. At all. They absolutely aren't. There's, uh, um, uh, with um, Baldwin out, Lockett is a good play, and Brandon Marshall scored last week. Mm -hmm. So Brandon Marshall's still playing football. Oh, wait a second. So that's kind of like a, I mean, I don't know. Brandon Marshall's kind of the guy that's kind of like a hitman. So I feel like he's been kind of all around the league. So so going, because he played for Chicago as well, right? Yes. So, so the thing is, and like, he played for the Jets last year. So my year. first thought is like, oh yeah, you know, Marshall goes against the or goes against the Bears might be like a revenge game, but I don't feel like he actually like is tied to the Bears. You know, like I mean, he played there with Jay Cutler for quite a while, and he played with but, Denver. So yeah. like, he's played all over the place. So I feel like he's more of a hitman. I don't think you're going to have that revenge game from Brandon Marshall. Um, one more game to go. Uh, the Jets Detroit game. The Jets really, you know, put it to him. Um, they've got the Jets two. actually looked like a team to actually watch play football instead of just make fun of them all the time. They've got young playmakers on on defense. They've got two great great running backs in Crowell and Bilal Powell. I said that Bilal Powell is a great pickup this week, and people were like, "Well, yeah, but you know, Crowell got the, had the big game and had the big carry, but yeah, but." Bilal Powell will get a lot more passing work in games that they need him, and they're not going to be leading like this in all these games. Um, Robbie Anderson kind of scares me without Luke McCown. I think people drafted him because he did so well last year, but it was mostly Luke McCown throwing him the ball. Josh McCown. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> I do I was that a say, lot. Luke, Luke McCallum, I don't know who that is. So. I do that a lot. I've done that. Like literally, I get his name right like fifty percent of the time. Actually, you did that last. year. I did that last year. <laughs> but McCown hits up Robbie Anderson, so I'd be worried about him. He's definitely just a kind of a flash play guy. Quincy Anunua, like we said before, forty-seven percent of the targets. I think, and he was a big pickup this week. I think there's a great rapport there. You know, with a young quarterback, you always look at, okay, where's his security blanket? And Quincy's his security blanket. I think both of those running backs are uh, playable. Um, now, next week they play home. Um, they play um, the Titans at home. Detroit plays at the 49ers. Um, so Detroit has to um, travel a lot. Um, but, I, I mean, I think they bounce back. I just don't see, like, the, any of them blowing it up. Kenny Galladay. Who is a huge poly sleepers like you know um, late round pickup? Um, everybody, I told everybody to pick him up in drafts. He had uh, seven catches for 114 yards. Yeah. So if you haven't jumped on him, get Kenny Galladay. Big pickup this week. Uh, Golden Tate did Golden Tate things. He had like six for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Jones dropped a couple balls. I think he you know might have a 
kind of negative regression year. Um, and I think that Kenny Galladay kind of bridges the gap between those two completely polarizing players right. and gives uh, Stafford a different kind of a look. Um, LeGarrette Blunt got hurt. Um, so I don't know how much he's going to play. He also had like four carries for negative three yards. I don't think he fits in that offense. I really wanted to see more carry on Johnson. That's the two rookies I really talked about were Royce Freeman and carry on Johnson. I think Royce did great with his touches and he's great moving forward. Don't worry about him. Lindsay's not going to like, you know, lead their team, but carry on could definitely lead this team. Like, Blunt's not the guy they need at all. Like unless they need one yard or a touchdown, I think Carrion's very elusive, but he just wasn't able to do much. I, he did get three catches for twenty yards, so I like that they used him in the passing game. But um, definitely don't worry if you've got those players. Um, for right now, I would hold on to them. Um, but just next week, you know, definitely not playing those guys. But I, I say follow, fire up, you know, Tate and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones like you normally would. I mean, you can't bench any of those guys. Um, but the Jets are viable. I actually picked them up in my work league. I picked a, a, up a Sam Darnold in my work league. Good. Let's see what it, well, let's see what happens because, you know, once again, we talked about him getting that bad play out of those uh out of his first play of his uh, NFL career. And then he was uh, money after that. So we talked about the Raiders, but we didn't talk about the Rams too much. Uh, Goff had two touchdowns. All of their wide receivers, Woods, Cup, and uh, and Cook, all had about, uh, I think, eight or nine targets each. Cup was used in the red zone, like I told everybody he would be, and he, he caught a touchdown. Um, he also ran the ball a couple times. Um, so uh, Cook ended up getting you know his and had some uh, late uh, – production um um both of those guys did so all those wide receivers look viable just like they did last year um and obviously todd Gurley is awesome and they play at uh, they play at home uh versus the cardinals next week so that's gonna be a uh, todd Gurley huge 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 game um and um I, I don't know that i would you know think that you know golf is going to have to light it up or have that big of a game with all those other guys i think it'll you know the the cardinals are really bad and the and the rams will probably uh, jump all over that at home there you go so that's it man that's all the games that's it all right so we we've crushed it this week uh we're hitting that time period of the the end of the podcast once again it is the uh the best fantasy football podcast in Central East Central Indiana, and uh, I think uh, I think we got a lot of stuff coming. We've got the the Bills Colts game October twenty first. That I'm working with some guys that are promotional guys in Indy that are going to try to help me make it a. It's going to be a party as as well as doing a podcast. We might do the podcast real early so that when we can party the rest of the time. Yeah, before like, the Colts game. Yeah, like nine to eleven or something like yeah. that. You know, do an early podcast. But yeah, we're gonna that one. It's just gonna be fun. We will already have done like the fantasy preview that week, like we always do on yep. Wednesdays. So the Sunday one's just gonna be a bonus. Like let's get drunk and have fun. Yep. Let's just talk shit to um, each other, uh, guys. You know, go to Twitter. Paulie Sleepers account is blowing up. A lot of people were saying, "Hey, this is a very underrated account. This guy's is." In info is fire um and you can go to polysleepers.com and look at our um DraftKings player pool this week and on saturday we will put on our juicy lineup of the week which last week won money uh, yes it did. 186 points it won all across the board um thanks john for being here no i also want to say you know you are very active on twitter so if you are if you're going to follow four football related things follow poly sleepers because 
following Juice in the AM on Twitter, you're not going to get a lot of football stuff. It's mo- <laughs> mostly me replying to Polly and saying like, yeah, that sounds awesome or like something like that. So if you want to follow him, follow him at Polly Sleepers um, on Twitter. You prompted Twitter. some good stuff this week. You were like, are the Jets a real thing this yeah. week? You know, some stuff that you've prompted some discussion. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, a big, I'm a big question guy. I yeah. like to ask questions. Getting the discussion started getting the discussion started is part of what it's about there and I, I, uh, I'm very active on it and I love it if you play fantasy football you don't have to be an analyst or anything to go right. on there there's plenty of people that are on there that are getting the up to the minute advice um, pools on uh, they post pools all the time this player or that player it can really help you decide you know who to start who to sit who to pick up on your waiver wire and um, it's a great community and I've you know I've been on there uh, for six weeks and have like 800 followers Love and it. it's growing really really well John are you still doing are you still doing stuff with pro football focus uh yeah I'm still contributing to pro football focus awesome I worked all weekend with them so I, d- I didn't get to watch a lot of the early games this yeah. week because I was still working but um yeah still contributing to them I'll be picking up a larger workload this year so awesome so are you just breaking down the games because they break down every play are you just are you one of the ones doing that um I am not doing the grading quite yet right now I'm doing player participation analysis and um, base data collection so which is like insanely seems insanely tedious but if you love football then it's something that's awesome is it college is that what you're doing the college Um, games or football yeah i've been doing college games still um i did the maryland bowling green game this weekend a colt uh cal byu and um western kentucky uh i did their game this weekend too yeah That's awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come down to do the podcast. I think we uh, we should keep it up since if you've got the free time to be able to do it, we'll do it. Yep. You know, once again, the uh, you can follow Polly Sleepers on Twitter. You can follow Juice in the Morning uh, on Facebook at Juice in the Morning. Just search it in the search bar at Juice in the AM on Twitter. And once again, thanks guys for doing the podcast, man. It's it's the second week. I can't wait to see what the hell happens now because it's like it's one of the most exciting times of the year. We are able to watch football, be entertained, and have a good time with friends and family. Once again, share this podcast with friends and family because I know all of you out there play fantasy football and your friends and family play fantasy football and they want to do better. Um, So have them follow us. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week number two. Thanks, Juice. Good night. See you guys.